Welcome to the Ars Technicast, where we bring you the latest in the worlds of computing, technology, science, and everything else in between. During each episode, a group of Ars staffers will dig deep into some of the issues we've covered on the site. We'll also talk about some of the other stuff we're doing when we're not circling the Ars orbiting headquarters. I'm your host, Senior Apple Editor Jackie Chang, and on this week's show, we have Gaming Editor Kyle Orland. Hi there. Social Editor Cesar Torres. Hello. And Associate Writer Casey Johnston. Hi. Uh, so this week we are talking about the Sony PlayStation 4, which is the company's next-gen gaming console. And it was just announced last week. And I'm not a huge gamer, but I do know about the PS3 and now the PS4. And um, I, I was hoping Kyle would just kind of give us a brief summary of why the PS4 is such an upgrade from the PS3. Well, it's been it's been a while since the PS3. It really doesn't feel like it sometimes, but it was late uh, 2006 when it came out. So by the time uh, this new one comes out at the end of 2013, that'll be seven years. Uh, if you're a PC gamer, you've probably upgraded your PC a lot of times uh, in that time. And, you know, the PC you had in 2006 might not have been up to the PS3 standards, but uh, the one you have today is probably quite a bit better than uh, what the, the PlayStation 3 could handle. So... Uh, the PlayStation 4 is really just, you know, more uh, in a lot of ways. It's It's got an uh, updated processor. It's got more RAM. Uh, they've been, they showed off a bunch of tech demos that, you know, showed all sorts of graphical craziness at uh, 1080p resolutions and 30 frames a second. And uh, it's not quite the leap over current uh, top-end PCs that the PS3 was when it came out. But in the console space, it's definitely... Uh, long overdue upgrade. The the current generation is getting a little long in the teeth, uh, technically. So do you feel like this is a good... I mean, obviously it's been a while since Sony has announced kind of a new console, but um, I, I know just a couple of weeks ago we were talking about gaming and the timing of these new announcements. Do you feel like the timing was good for this in terms of, you know, relative to other companies that are going to announce new consoles? Um. I feel like it's the right time to release a console. I'm not sure that February was necessarily the right time to be talking about it. It's It seemed a little early from what they did at the, the PlayStation meeting. Um, so they didn't actually have a box to show off. You, you expect when there's an unveiling of a system, there'd be at least, you know, a, a rough plastic casing of what we think it will look like. And everyone knows it's, you know, it's just going to be a black box. But the fact that they didn't even have that to show makes you think, oh, it's it's just running on development hardware. You know, it's really not that far along. Uh, they didn't have a release date or price point yet, obviously, and, you know, they had a few new games to announce, but uh, a lot of them were just in trailer form, or um, a lot of the developers just had engines to show without real gameplay behind them. So it feels like they really wanted to get ahead of things. They wanted to remind you, oh, Sony's coming out with the PlayStation 4. We're the first out there. and You know, we're, don't forget about us. We're, we're going. And, uh, but they didn't have a really enough meat there to to show necessarily they they announced some specs they announced a few things but there were enough questions that you know if they had waited till e3 maybe they could have answered more of these and they probably will answer them at e3 but you know in the three or four months uh, in between everyone's saying oh we have this kind of half picture of the system plus it gives microsoft time to respond uh, they're rumored to have an april event and uh, when we get there uh, microsoft's going to know exactly uh, a lot about what sony has planned and they can really one-up them you know in terms of how it felt or the equivalent it it's sort of like when there's a major 
summer blockbuster like mm. the Spider-Man movie. And the year before, they show you essentially what's just like the logo. Right. And like a big bassy sound tone. And they're like, summer of 2013. The trailer uh, for the trailer. Trailer for the trailer. And uh, I mean, this was definitely more elaborate. They actually gave some specs. And then there's on, the 30 second the trailer. And then there's the, you know, seven minute IMAX trailer. And then mm-hmm. by the time the movie comes out, you feel like you've already seen it. Yeah. But, but you're right. Like that some, some major elements seem to be missing. Like what does the thing look like? What does the thing look like? People Which really, you... people really seem obsessed with that. Uh, at the end, they were like, hey, we didn't actually, we, we forgot to show the system. Ha ha ha. You know? And I don't know. It's it's going to be a black box. It's going to look a little like the PlayStation 3, probably. It'll fit in your entertainment center. It's not going to be like the ENIAC, you know, taking up half of the room. So we know generally uh, what it's going to be. They did they did show the new controller, which is another thing uh, worth mentioning. The DualShock 4 is one of the biggest uh, redesigns of the controller since uh, it came out in 1997. Uh, so it's still got the two analog sticks, but now there's a touchpad in the middle, a two-inch by one-inch roughly touch area it's not a screen it's just like a trackpad like you'd have on your uh, laptop that you can use for uh, controlling mobile games mostly uh, you know things that are ported over from android and such uh, there's also a share button that uh, will supposedly let you share screenshots and videos really easily to things like facebook and twitter uh, keep the the system has a processor that keeps a running tally of your last 15 minutes or so of play i think and as soon as you hit share, you can just cut together a piece of, you know, the last X minutes of your play and it goes up immediately. It's been constantly processing it. So they're really getting into the social things. Uh, and the controller also has a light on the back. So uh, the camera, the iToy camera can actually, or the PlayStation Eye camera, sorry, can track uh, where it's moving in space. So it seems like, you know, kind of a kitchen sink uh, approach with a lot of these things. It's social, it's got touch, it's got uh, motion controls, you know, they're really not uh, satisfied with what uh, the DualShock has been for a long time. They want it to, you know, move on. They 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 said they focus tested a lot, but it, to me it feels like just kind of, you know, trying to see what sticks, putting putting everything against the wall. So I'm going to back up just a just a step or two. Um, sure. So you said that there's no explicit kind of date yet for launch. They didn't yes. even – did they give like a general uh, season or range? I mean, said, do you they know? Said holiday, when... They said holiday 2013, which I is see. pretty much what everyone expected. But um, then it's come out recently that they are not even sure which regions that uh, – applies to it's going to be so it's going to be somewhere in the world by the end of the year but whether that's just in japan or just japan and america maybe america gets it first like the nintendo systems have we don't know it's not it's not going to be a coordinated worldwide launch probably oh that is pretty crazy i i guess i you know i come from the apple world where they're just like (laughs) they announce it and they're just like and it will be available next tuesday and then you're just like okay great yeah that is not (laughs) common back in um I think it was 1996 or so, uh, Sega tried to pull one of those. They said they were coming out with their system during the holidays, and then during E3, they're like, and the Saturn is available now in stores. It's in you know a few select partners, and then people were just kind of surprised to see it on store shelves. They had no idea, and it only had four games at the time. And it kind of backfired on them because no one was prepared prepared for this. They hadn't done really their big marketing plan. They hadn't done their big press rollout. So they took everyone by surprise, including the market, and no one really was that excited about it. Then Sony came along with the PlayStation and kind of stole their lunch after, uh, you know, a whole lot of hype and, you know, $100 less cost. 
Interesting. So, okay, you mentioned the controller, and I know that I've heard a little bit about this controller. Like, can you, I guess, I, I'm not sure I understand. So there's a, like a sharing button? What does it share to? Like Twitter and yeah. Facebook? Yeah, they, they, they're connected. It says, uh, they've explicitly said Facebook and uh, Twitch TV are the two services, but they, they're plans for a whole bunch more, I think. And yeah, you, you hit this button and it brings up a kind of menu that uh, lets you see the last uh, few minutes of your play and you can either just throw them up or cut together a little uh, bit of it uh, or take a screenshot or something and yeah, share it uh, pretty easily. So the the nice thing about it is it's it's kind of a rolling uh, record of your play. You don't need to hit record and then play. You uh, constantly TiVo like have the last few minutes of your play. So when you do something cool, you're like, oh, that was cool. I should share that, and it's right behind you. And again, the the system has a dedicated processor for this kind of video processing. So this isn't coming at the expense of uh, the actual performance of the games from the actual you know CPU and GPU that are uh, really driving things. That's really you know in a way. I think my my 32 year old self kind of recoils at that kind of thing, but in a way, <laughs> I wish that they had that when we were younger, like kids. The new generation. Yeah, because you could totally. I mean, remember all those times you'd be playing some awesome game and you did an awesome move and you just wanted to post it somewhere and you couldn't because it's on your TV. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you how big of a nerd I was. At some points, I uh, hooked up a VCR to my game system. I did this too. And would record nice. things and uh, you know try and get my good moves and then. Uh, you know, I'd have, and then I'd have to queue it up to exactly the right point. So mm -hmm. when I when I showed it to my friends, so I could show like I pulled off that combo or I, I got to the ending. And yeah, there was no easy way to show share that. And I'm, you know, I've lost those VHS tapes totally uh, at this point. I wish I still had them, but <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of thing. It's it's a new generation, and they're uh, they're social and they're online, and you know, well, that's, yeah, that's, that's what all the kids want, right? I guess that's what I'm saying. Like on one hand, I'm kind of just like, oh, I don't want to see everyone's, you know, stupid game <laughs> videos. But then on the other hand, I wish that I had that when I was younger. So I can see how that's really beneficial. They've also mentioned things about the uh, live streaming too. So it's not just sharing re recordings, but like if you're if you're a professional player and you're you're you know, doing something really good, then people can just tune into your stream and watch you. I don't know, play uh, the next Street Fighter. Uh, if they want to, this is the kind of thing that's getting really big in uh, PC games and uh, Sony is pushing for it on, on the console side too. I mean, I, I think it sort of divides people. There's a lot of our readers who commented on this where they said, I have no need for sharing this kind of gameplay with other people. But right. if you look at what's going on online or if you peruse YouTube long enough, you see how often people want to do this. And I don't, I can't say with certainty who these people are, but you certainly uh, see it. You know, there's like these not just playthroughs, but key moments that people just want to get out there and play and then comment. People want to comment on them. So and I think it, that it, that might actually stick. Um, I don't know how well, but it, there, there's going to be a little market there. And it's the kind of thing that really doesn't take away, I feel. People say, oh, you know, I don't want this. I've gotten by, you know, 20 years of gaming without uh, having to share this stuff. But then... You know, maybe a few years from now you're coming along and you're like, oh, that was that was a really cool moment. And, I, you know, oh, I don't have my my game capture card hooked up and I don't have, you know, uh, I wasn't running my uh, camera pointed at the screen. I, but I'd really like right. to keep that for posterity. Oh, you know, it's just there in the PS4. You don't need to want it if you and if you never use it. 
okay, you didn't you didn't use it. It's not it's not adding a lot to the cost. It's not add it's not really taking away their focus from making it a gaming machine. There's it's still games. So it's not it's not the kind of thing I would get mad about being an extra feature, even if you're even if it's not your thing. A lot of people are gonna use it. And if you're not, okay, there's other stuff. There's also a this is kind of an aside, but I've noticed a lot of people love to do mashups and video remixes on mm-hmm. YouTube that use video game footage. And this might be a huge risk area, right, for intellectual property. But uh, certainly if you have this uh, video footage that you can use, I mean, that's going to help people that want to try that stuff out. It's going to make it easier for that stuff, definitely. I'm, I'm looking forward to all the uh, console players who suddenly get into uh, machinima, you know, making videos with the... Uh, video game characters as their actors uh, when it's so easy to get uh, from your console. I can just imagine the next uh, Grand Theft Auto game, you know, people uh, walking around the city and then, you know, dubbing over with their voices. And a lot of it's going to be really bad. But, uh, you know, uh, this has mainly been PC players and, you know, really tech heads. Uh, If the PS4 makes it easier, we could we could get an explosion of that stuff. So, Casey, I want to ask you, since you were one of the people we sent to the actual Sony event when this was announced, I mean, what did you think when you were there listening to these announcements? I I know you're more of a gamer than me, at least, so you probably have observations. Uh, Well, initially, when when the event started out, it was kind of like, okay, this is really cool. Like, they're announcing a new console. Very exciting. They, They showed the controller. Some of the things they were showing were, like, you know, exciting features. But then... I mean, I think I think this hit me particularly hard because I was also live blogging the entire thing, and it was over two hours, which is like, it was uh, long. like I I live blog like I don't know if hand to mouth is really the expression, but like <laughs> like I am like like everything is like I don't even look at the stage; everything is just going in my ears and out through my hands. Just like I don't process at all, and I don't even look up. Just so like me. <laughs> yes, it was so it was intensive because of that. But after a while, it just seemed like a really long uh, developer parade. Um, yeah. And I just it was just like one after another. They kept being like one more, one more, one more developer. And it was like, oh, my God, like how many more developers are you going to trot out here? It's like how much support do you really need to show in in favor of your console? Like people are already excited and like I feel like they could have done with some editing there um so, maybe so, maybe there are more like zealous uh people who follow this industry who would like if any if any one of those developers had been left out people would have been like "Ooh, where's where's ubisoft where's square enix where's you know any anyone any of the ones that were trotted out if if they're maybe their absences would have been notable well they did leave out electronic arts so there you go so there you notable. go and they but, had like um blizzard there just spontaneously yeah. to be like oh diablo 3 is going to be on the console it's like okay yeah i like i like how that was their big reveal oh d- you know it's a year old game that's uh, gonna come out on our system in in 10 months uh yeah so you could play it again woo it was that- such a it was such a meaningless declaration of support it's like i'm like maybe there are uh diablo 3 fans who are excited to hear yeah. that because but know. it's I like i don't know people them. who are people who like diablo 3 are already playing diablo 3 and yeah. I don't think anyone is waiting for Diablo 3 to come to a console. So it's like, so, this I is kind of a meaningless a, There's like a few people. And it's also coming to PlayStation 3. I don't know if you caught that, that you don't even need a PS4 oh. for this. Yeah, they said there a PS3 go. version too. So, I mean, it's not going to sell the new system uh, unless As, you really want better, so much better graphics for, for Diablo 3, you don't really, which you don't really need. 
it's it was kind of baffling. It, it feel a lot of it felt like you know, kind of check boxes. You know, Sony was wanted to be like, oh, we have we we checked off this box, we checked off this box. We have Bungie, we have Blizzard, we have Square Enix, we have Ubisoft, and on and on and on. We have you know the guys who made Little Big Planet. We have the guy behind Heavy Rain, and it's just they want to bury you in this stuff. They want to they want it to seem inevitable. They want I think the reason they had that developer parade is not just to say just to say oh no one is missing they want to they want it to seem overwhelming they want to say sony has the support of the community and you know microsoft do you if you want to come at us you gotta show equal levels of support because it's it's inevitable everyone is behind sony that's kind of the impression they wanted to give and they did an okay job with that but like i said earlier it's it's a little early there were uh very few new game announcements and uh, a lot of rehashed game announcements like Diablo 3 or uh, Destiny, which is, you know, coming to also coming to PlayStation 3, also coming to PC, had been revealed, you know, the week before. It's, uh, I don't know, if, if they were going for inevitable uh, crushing support and, you know, must-have games that we'd never heard of before, we didn't really get it. I was just going to say it felt very much like just Sony. It, it was like a such a display of Sony going through its, like, Rolodex of, the equivalent of like famous people <laughs> that it knows and just like who can we call trotting up? them out and like there's there were so many displays like i didn't even get to like take some of them in but there was one where they like walked five or four or five developers out onto the stage one of them stepped forward and was like yep we're releasing this game and then they walked off again yeah the, the bungee one yes. where they, they oh, were just no. standing there yeah. without knowing what to do with their hands like... <laughs> in these in these bl- jeans and blazers yeah. it was very awkward yeah. So do you feel like, I, I know, Kyle, that you mentioned a couple times how this sort of compares, but um, how do you feel like this, the PS4 sort of compares in terms of PC gaming? Like, I know that this sort of kind of makes things more similar. So why would you want to buy this over, like, just an awesome PC, I guess, gaming device, uh, computer? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, ju- just for our, for our uh, hardcore PC listeners, there's no reason ever to buy a console pc is is the definite best system you do not want to consider consoles so you can just stop listening now <laughs> okay all are right. they all gone G- okay. give it give it one yeah. more second just just in case and, okay so um so i mean the this is always it's an age old question uh the p the console uh what you're getting we had a whole podcast about this in fact uh, what you're getting is a much lower price than what you would get for a comparable co- uh pc today it's it's not going to best the top of the line pcs you could buy but that pc will run you thousands of dollars uh in if you're buy- if you're building it from scratch if you're just upgrading from an old pc maybe not as much but uh this gives you one box that's you know going to be a few hundred dollars uh, we'll have everything you need. Uh, you know every game's going to run on it for the next seven years, you know, maybe longer. With the, the, That's how long the PlayStation 3 has been around. Uh, they'll just work without much uh, hassle. It hooks up to your living room TV, which you can do with a PC, but not many people do. Uh, if Steam comes out with its, you know, Steambox PC console, maybe they'll change that, and maybe that'll compete more, much more directly with this stuff. Who knows? Um, the games are going to be designed for a handheld controller because keyboard and mouse is not an option. Uh, a lot of people see that as a negative. Uh, game, a lot of game developers and a lot of players see that as a positive uh, for certain types of games. 
Um, yeah, those are pretty much the differences. Uh, you have it's got its own network, uh, which you know PC has through Steam these days. It's got the share button. It's got motion controls. Those are little things, but it's it's just the uh, cost and and ease of use. It's not for the it's not the high end Ferrari of gaming. It's the dependable, you know, uh, Nissan Sentra. So if Lee Hutchinson were on this podcast, what would he be saying right now? I mean, what is the argument against it then? Uh, he would be saying that uh, in five years, this is going to look really old compared to your new PC uh, when uh, NVIDIA is coming out with its new graphics cards and you're going to be looking at your PS4 and going, oh my God, this this seems so great, but now uh, there's no, uh, it, it looks awful and there's not even a new console for me to upgrade to. Uh, why didn't I stick with the PC? Uh, he's going to say that, you know, buying games on Steam, uh, you can download them uh, much more easily, and uh, they go on sale for, you know, 250 uh, a few months after their release, where Sony probably does not uh, going to do that. And uh, he would say you get uh, more options with uh, the PC. You get uh, indie games are a lot easier to release on there. Uh, so you, uh, there's not such tight control over the marketplace like sony puts on uh you get the keyboard and mouse plus any other control option you want uh you can you can pretty much just experiment more and and do more and uh you might spend more but you're getting a premium experience okay how was that was that a good impression <laughs> yeah i know that was good i feel like a split personality <laughs> no <laughs> I, him argue with no himself. i'm glad <clears throat> <laughs> I've, I've I've gotten very good at, at taking both sides of arguments at this point. I think it's important to be able to uh, argue the other side. So, oh yeah, <laughs> you did you did a good job. I just worry about p- like putting somebody making making somebody be possessed of Lee Hutchinson's personality is a little. <laughs> I'm not sure I want Lee's personality in in all things. But, He's on uh... vacation right now, so we're allowed to to talk shit about him. Yeah. No. Kidding. <laughs> I, I channeled him from his vacation. I hope it didn't ruin his time. We, we love Lee and Kyle both. Indeed. Yes. So much has changed uh, in the mm-hmm. gaming landscape. That for many people, decades ago, the first computer that ever came into their house was the console, and now we're at a point where computing is so ubiquitous. It's they're everywhere in the house. But I think the missing piece is, I think the the PC that you would use for gaming. For a lot of people, it might be sitting on a desk. For some people, it's not. They're going to actually hook it up to their television in their living room. But that's still a little cumbersome to do. And I, I think once that leap is made where you have this great machine that you just display on your television with a good controller or a con- controller scheme that you like, then you've kind of solved that, right? Yeah, and that's what Valve is counting on with uh, their their Steam box, uh, which is still kind of shrouded in mystery. But you know, by the end of the year, they'll they'll have their own competition for uh, you know uh, a PC in a box that's designed to hook up to your TV and plays every Steam game or a lot of Steam games and is designed for the living room. Uh, that's going to be a a real challenge. But the landscape really has changed. You know, it used to be consoles were uh, the easy way to easy and cheap way to get into gaming and they tended to be when they came out at least much more powerful than uh, what you could get for a uh, even a very good computer because they were dedicated to gaming mm-hmm. they were they had component specialized components that were 
dedicated just to you know pushing out graphics and and sound and uh, doing it quickly. So compared to it would it would be a leap over what you could get uh, in the PC market at the time, gaming wise, uh, even even at a high end PC. Uh, what's happened, I think, is that PC components have got come down so much and. You know, PC the PC industry has gotten so huge, and the the volume has gotten there, so that uh, the PC chips have uh, accelerated to the point where uh, the prices have come down, the performance has gone up much faster than consoles with their you know years and years development cycle can can really keep up with. And even now, we're getting to the point where uh, it seems like the PS4 is not going to be leaps and bounds ahead of. Uh, what the PC can do, whereas the PS3, when it came out, was uh, a, a good year or two maybe ahead of uh, what the PC market would see. Uh, now it's almost even, so it, it the the gap is getting smaller. I wonder too about the the sort of uh, I'm inclined to call it democratic element, but I feel like that's not really right. Uh, like the sort of the way that a console is in your living room, whereas like a computer is in your office and it's like a very solo experience, mm -hmm. whereas a console can still be like you get people together and they all have their own controllers and you play in a room. But I feel like even even that's slowly being lost because Sony's being like, don't worry about it. If you guys just get your own PS4s and your like separate living rooms and you guys can like watch each other play via the network, <laughs> then it's like it's right. like even that's that's they're chipping away at that element of it, too. Yeah, but there's a reason that Super Smash Brothers did not come out for the PC, and it, it's not just because it's full of Nintendo characters. It's because you're not gonna, ha like you said, you're not gonna have four people gathered in the office around a PC. Even though you could, you, you got four USB ports, but uh, that's not what PC gamers do. But but see, then if we go back to what this show is about, which is the PS4, yeah. it seems that in the announcement that there is a missing piece, which is the overall experience of the machine. That's usually why you have these events, so that people could go whoa, this is going to change the way I sit in the living room with all my friends and, and play games. And that wasn't quite there. I mean, there was like touch and social, but how does it all come together? Nobody yeah. really knows. No, it was too early for that. And they didn't even they, they didn't let any journalists even touch uh, the controller or, or play any of these demos. They, they dragged you know, 1,200 people, I think, out to New York. And then the next day, uh, Jimmy Fallon got to try it out on his TV show uh, with which, you know, I don't know why he gets it. Kyle when, is uh, not bitter about it at all. <laughs> no I'm hard bitter about it. You... No, <laughs> but I wasn't there anyway, so I was I was covering from home. But yeah, it's it's again um the issue of coming a little too early. It's they they showed a lot of aspirational stuff and a lot of videos, but until you can actually touch it and figure it out and, and really feel it, it it doesn't really come together. Um as far as changing the way you play, there was nothing they really showed here that's like, you know, on the level of, you know, the Nintendo Wii unveiling where everyone was like, oh, my God, motion. They finally did motion right. And it's going to be amazing. And, you know, that didn't really pan out so much aside from Wii Sports. But everyone was really excited at the time. There were there were four hour lines at E3 to, you know, just pick up this white remote and play tennis. And people were going nuts. And for this, it's not as much. It's. Oh, you know, that dragon looks nicer than the last dragon. Yeah, the fire looks more realistic. It's kind of diminishing returns. There's no big must-have game or feature or anything that they've showed yet. And they have time, but it but it's not the greatest OMG 
uh, debut for this thing. Yeah, except for the graphics, it was just sort of a lot of buzzwords with nothing, nothing concrete to connect it to. It was like, oh, social and hardware, and like, okay, like, it's nice that you know those words, but there's just <laughs> nothing, nothing. They had nothing to back any of them up with, except sort of vague promises about like you know, we're working with developers and also gamers to develop this, so it's going to be good, we promise. Yep. So, I, I wonder, Kyle, then, based on that, do you expect that a lot of people who own a PS3 now will upgrade, or do you think that those people are going to hold off till something is more impressive? Well, really, it's now, it's now Microsoft's turn to convince people that, uh, you know, they if you own a PS3, that you should you should switch over to Microsoft this time. Uh, and we really don't know what they're going to announce. Um, there's, all, there's all sorts of rumors about, uh, you know, a new Kinect that's going to be very central to this. Uh, there's videos online of a projector system that actually projects images onto your wall outside of the TV to uh, enhance the experience. Uh, they're obviously going to have a more powerful system. They're probably going to have tons of social features and you know, being Microsoft, they want this to be their living room box, too. A lot of entertainment features, which Sony touched on, but Microsoft really seems to have central to their experience. So it's I don't think a lot of people put in their PS4 pre-orders just based on this show. First off, because we don't know what the competition is really going to be like, not just Microsoft, but, you know, the Steam box even, uh, which is coming by the end of the year. People might want to consider that depending on how it comes in. And and second of all, like Casey said, they just had a lot of buzzwords, but didn't really show any, oh my god, gotta have it now, uh, stuff. So they may end up uh, upgrading by the end of the year, but based on what was shown, I don't see, you know, people lining up uh, in the streets just to get a pre-order slip. You know, ever since we've been doing the podcast, we've we've been talking about video games every once in a while, and if people go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes, I've been on this in between space for a while where I wasn't sure if I wanted to just start playing more games on my computer or go for the next console, you know, so I I decided to wait. And after this announcement, it doesn't encourage me really to go get that console. And I'm curious to see what Xbox will do, but right now things are much more in my favor in terms of keeping my computer and just playing there. But that might have to do with the games that I like, which are sort of one-player kind of immersive RPG things, you know? Yeah, one one thing uh, I might really be worried if I was Nintendo, um, because the, the types of games they showed off are not going to be playable on the Wii U at the same level. Now, the Wii U is already out. Uh, it has, the, you know, the, the, touch, the gamepad with the touchscreen, which, you know, uh, Sony has connectivity with the Vita, which is not really the same. And Xbox is going to have uh, its smart glass stuff uh, with the tablet, which is also not quite at the same level. So that's one thing they have. But just based on raw power, um, especially in like a year or two, you're going to see games coming out on the PS4. And then if, if they make a Wii U version at all, it's going to look, uh, decently worse and that's kind of what happened this time with the Wii and uh, which was you know low cost and uh, got out to millions of people and was early or not really early but you know at the same time and um, then later on in the life cycle you know they would put out a game on PS3 and Xbox 360 and if they made a Wii version at all it would just look awful and mm-hmm. it would be kind of a laughing stock so mm-hmm. I'd be really afraid uh, if I was Nintendo they're gonna have to rely on Nintendo's first-party games again 
uh, maybe, unless third parties are really going to be willing to make exclusives for the Wii U, because ports are just not going to uh, have that wow factor, I feel. It's it's going to be the cheaper system, but it's not going to be the one kids are clamoring for, because, you know, that dragon looks cooler. Oh, and here's the thing. Cheaper system, but the games aren't that much cheaper. So, it, so it's not, like, scaled down to, to the Wii, so, like, why bother? I, I may as well just it for the pc or or a nicer console right well i'm just comparing uh within consoles the pc is also obviously also a competition but uh yeah yeah, you're 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 gonna spend i mean if i had to guess i would say the the playstation 4 is going to launch at 400 dollars at least based on its specs and uh, you know by then the the we might wii u might be down to 250 or uh, 200 uh, even um so that that's a significant difference for a lot of people, especially if, for kids and uh, families on a tight budget. And you know, it's got more family-friendly games. There's, Nintendo's not out of it, but it's going to it's going to look long in the tooth relatively quickly because of uh, just the internal hardware. All right. So um, I, I know you mentioned earlier that Microsoft is expected to have its own announcement in April. You said. Yes. So, I mean, do you feel like, I, I know we sort of discussed this throughout the whole podcast, so I hope this isn't too repetitive, but I guess, do you feel like this this is going to be a major comparison point? It sounds like this is going to be a major comparison point when it comes to holiday season this year um, for mm-hmm. people looking to buy consoles. I mean, do you think, I don't know, do you think that, obviously we don't know what Microsoft is going to announce, announce yet, but do you think that Sony's offerings are enough to compete? They're they're enough to compete for sure. It's not um, it it's it's hard to say at this early point. Uh, one one because we don't know what Xbox is. Uh, another because we don't know the price point yet. Uh, you know when PS3 came out, they had that uh, famous you know five hundred ninety nine U S dollars moment that got repeated over and over on YouTube, and uh, you know the system was uh, a little overpriced even uh, compared to the Xbox 360, which was four hundred dollars. Uh, the, the starting PS3 was $500. It was coming out a year later, so Xbox had a chance to build up a library of games. And Xbox 360 kind of became the de facto high-definition system. Uh, it uh, did much better in the marketplace. <clears throat> so this year, this time, they're coming out uh, around the same time. They're probably going to be comparable in power. Uh, they're probably going to be comparable in price. So where where it might come down to is the intangibles, you know. Uh, if the new Xbox lets you play the games from your old Xbox 360, that might be a big selling point for a lot of Xbox 360 owners. The PS4 is not going to natively play any of your PS3 discs or uh, any of the games you downloaded for the PlayStation Network, which is, uh, according to our readers at least, a huge deal. Uh, they're hoping to have some streaming solution through their purchase of Gaikai so you can play these games remotely uh, from a server. I'm not sh- they're really They're really... Uh, vague about that and i'm not sure it's going to be a workable solution so that could be one thing that microsoft could do to differentiate itself uh the gamer score system has really hooked a lot of people that's uh more much more prevalent on uh, the xbox 360 than on uh, sony's trophy system uh if all your friends are playing on one system or the other then that's the one you're going to want to play on as well uh you know uh, that's why xbox 360 versions of a lot of games tend to sell better than the PlayStation 3 versions, because there's just uh, more people on Xbox Live uh, playing with. So it's, there's kind of a network effect there. It's uh, 
it's going to come down to those little things, I think, more than any one killer feature or killer exclusive game that acts as uh, a selling point. I was just going to say, I'm really curious to see if uh, Microsoft will support 4K resolution or not with their next Xbox, because I think that could be pretty huge for them, since the PS4 doesn't could... support it um, for games. Right. Um, yeah, that could that could be for um, for the long run, but really, who has a 4K TV? Well, nobody does. At this but point. when when the 360 came out and when the PS3 came out, like nobody had HD TVs. It's not. It's not quite the same. That 2000. I, I looked back at this actually. 2005, 2006. An HD TV, a decent size HD TV, was only was like two thousand dollars, which is a lot of mm. money. Not totally mass market, but today uh, a 4K TV is twenty thousand dollars. Mm. Well, actually, Whoa. in the deal, the so, deal master post today, you have one for a mere fourteen thousand dollars. Oh my God, fourteen thousand! <laughs> They're coming down fast. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not so it's you, you see it's it's a little it's it's a it's there's a little bit of scale there you know it's if these systems were coming out next year then maybe 4k tvs would be down far enough and i mean that support would be necessary. we are still literally almost a year out from the ps4 it's not going to be out till you know probably possibly it's late true. november That's maybe true. even not early december eight or nine months but so how much how much are 4k tvs going to come down in that time how many more 4k tvs are going to sell know. yeah but think about like the lifetime of this console like what about That's five true. years from now right. i mean five years from That's now cool. it might come down to you know i don't know 1500 even even, even i have no, I have no idea a, of it if a 4k tv is like i don't know two three thousand dollars i feel like right. people would really be shortchanging themselves going for you know the 4k console versus the that's true and that's yeah that's true and that's a huge argument for you know the mod the modability of um the modularity of a pc where you know oh if a 4k if 4k resolution is suddenly the standard you know oh just buy some new hardware that supports 4k and the games are scalable and you know your new steam box will play all the old games problem solved you know what are they gonna are they gonna playstation 4.5 that's just like the playstation but with the 4k uh on the other hand you know if microsoft wants to release a 4k system today they could do it the the thing the hardware exists but it's going to add to the cost and for not much benefit for people today who still have 1080p tvs Mm -hmm. so are they really going to want 4k support at the expense of being price competitive today Mm -hmm. probably not you know it's a it's a give and take uh, for the console maker in that form uh it, it future-proofs it a little bit, but at the same time, do you really want to spend that much more money for a 4K TV you can't really envision yourself owning mm-hmm. at $14,000? Mm-hmm. I just feel like given the shelf life of a, of a console release these days, it's like, I mean, I mean, given the last generation, it's like, I feel like 4K TVs will almost certainly be the standard and like not... Like you wouldn't even you in three years you wouldn't even consider buying just like a regular HD TV, so it's like if your console doesn't support games like that, it's just sort of a, a mismatch. I, th- I think three years might be a little short, but definitely in the lifetime of these systems, which but which makes it a tricky timing proposition because you know for the next two years, you know you're you're paying for hardware that you're not going to be using and. Uh, with these systems, it's so important to get out of the gate at launch with uh, you know as big an impact as you want as you can because 
that leads to you know virtuous cycles where more people own your system therefore more people make games for your system therefore more people buy the system so again do you want to really put in hardware that's not uh, for the mass market yet mm-hmm. it's 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 one of the the great problems with consoles and their you know seven year uh, refresh cycles and uh, if steambox can thread this needle they uh, they have a good in for this kind of stuff yeah. all right well i'll take this opportunity to wrap up because we're kind of running along so okay. thank thank all you guys for being on the show thank you kyle and casey and Cesar, as always thank you thanks um, it was fun thanks Thank you guys for listening, as always. Um, you can leave a review on iTunes and SoundCloud, or you can leave comments on Ars Technica on our our post where we make the post about the podcast. We are always happy to hear your comments. And, um, yeah. Do you have anything else to offer, Cesar? Or did I get it all? Two, two things, actually. <laughs> okay. uh, Dealmaster, since we talked about this, and we've never mentioned it on the show, uh, you can find the Dealmaster on the arstechnica.com and Lee Hutchinson, who's been on the show many times, uh, puts that out. So when Casey referenced that cheaper 4K TV, you can go get a bunch of other deals there. So that's one. And two, uh, the show is also on Stitcher and you can comment on the Ars Technicast or about the Ars Technicast on Stitcher if you use the app. So that's another way to uh, follow us and subscribe to the show without having to go through iTunes if that's something you choose. So um, various ways to get the show. Okay, cool. Well, thank you guys again, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye. 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 Bye.